Welcome everyone to the Canto Cast. I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And come on to the casino because we're about to talk all things Star Wars and geek. So grab a blue milk. And get some wampa jerky. Pull up with your favorite tauntaun. Because we are about to get things started. You may want to buckle up, baby. Welcome everyone back to the show. This will be, unfortunately, our last show for quite some time because I have to scoot off to college here in three days. So this is our last chance we're getting to record, but we are going to make the most of it. I think we're going to have a good episode. We definitely got a lot of things, you know, on our minds to talk about. Uh, but before we get into that, let's, uh, yeah, Jeff, how are you? How are you doing these days? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, got. I'm happy to say I got caught up on some of my shows that I've been waiting to get caught up on this past weekend, so I'm doing pretty good. There we go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I. that is definitely good. Um, and you guys haven't actually heard, if you guys want to keep on hearing Jeff in the podcasting world, he started his own podcast, so I would definitely link that so you guys, if you want to keep on hearing Jeff throughout this fall, because I won't be around as much. Uh, he's got a great thing going on with his own podcast. He's having some really cool guests on on a show, and uh, it's definitely worth a check out. So we will definitely plug that in. The the Blue Milk Podcast, right, is the correct full name? Uh, the Blue Milk Cafe. Blue Milk Cafe. There we go. Blue Milk Cafe. We will link it, and I uh, highly recommend it. I would definitely be listening to it while I can, while I'm gone. So and I recommend you all do the same. And, yeah, now that we've gotten that plug in, uh, there's a few little tidbits of news we're going to – just touch on first, just stuff we think is uh, pretty cool upcoming. Um, the first one, and this is one that maybe has me a little bit too excited, maybe I'm a little bit too hopeful, but I'll always keep my fingers crossed. Uh, the Mandalorian, the TV show that's coming out to the Disney Plus streaming service in November of this year, is headed to the D23 Expo in Anaheim, California. And on the StarWars.com website... They say, we would be honored if you would join us for a sneak peek at the new series, a costume exhibit, and more. So my mind is hoping that this sneak peek will hopefully find its way, a clean official version will find its way onto YouTube once it's all said and done. So that way we have some sort of a trailer slash teaser to get us hyped and uh, create some publicity for the show coming out. But I don't know, Jeff, what do you think about that? Yeah, I was when when I saw that headline, I was hoping that it would be like, are we going? Are they going to actually show the exclusive footage they showed at Celebration just for the people in the room? But of course, it got leaked out on YouTube. And if you want to see the footage, you can. I know there was a YouTuber that cleaned up the footage the best he could to get it the best HD quality he could, but it's still not. Yeah, perfect and clean, but I'm hoping to get some clean footage of what they saw. Oh, because yeah. other podcasts that did see the footage got them really excited. So, not that I need to get any more excited for that show because I am really looking forward to that show. I'm looking forward to a couple months here, in November, when we could when the service actually drops, because I think we know that the Mandalorian will be dropping on the day that the service drops 
as well as all the Star Wars films except for Solo and The Last Jedi because they have to finish up their contracts with Netflix. Okay, well, there we go. There's a lot of good information, stuff I didn't even know. I didn't even know that, you know, Disney still had... Con- I thought they would have terminated everything by the time that uh, yeah. the service rolled around. But but the good news is they're still on a popular streaming service, so they're still yeah. pretty accessible. Yeah, they'll, they'll finish out their runs on Netflix and then jump over to Disney+. Plus. So that's the only... Because re- I saw a lot of people questioning that, saying, why isn't... Because I think it was worded... Star, all, all Star Wars films, episodes one through eight and Rogue One, and everyone was like, well, where's Solo and, you know, Last Jedi? Mm-hmm. Well, there's their answer. They're still finishing their runs on Netflix, and after that, they'll drop on Disney+. Plus. Cool. Well, that is good. That is good news to hear is that they will be coming over. I don't know. Of course, we would probably expect nothing less, though. Um, but, man, I'm... I'm really looking forward to that streaming service. It's going to be so nice to have. Yeah. Um, just a convenient way to watch Star Wars, watch Marvel, especially Marvel, because there's, like, so many movies, and buying the Blu-rays for all of those would not be cheap. Well, <laughs> really um, looking forward to their Marvel series, too, actually. Oh, yeah, the Marvel TV shows. It's it's going to be an awesome uh, awesome streaming service. And, of course, everything else, Disney. If you yeah, know, I mean, just oh my gosh, it's gonna be a huge database of stuff for there, us to watch. There are so many actually Disney animated films, old animated films that I haven't seen since I was a kid, and of course I can't find and watch because they're in the quote vault. Right. And from what I understand, I saw a story that says yes, Disney even will be releasing. Their films that they have in the vault will right, be available for streaming service. That's awesome. That's really so. cool. Um, and was I hallucinating when I maybe heard or saw this? But I mean, as some of you may know, Disney owns ESPN. I mean, Disney owns everything. Yeah. Let's be honest. But was there yeah, they be own some ABC sort of and ES- ABC owns ESPN. <laughs> was there going to be some sort of like ESPN streaming thing going on, or was that just rumors and talk? Because I don't remember. I- yeah, I saw that ESPN was going to start their own, but now that Disney Plus is coming out, I wonder because I haven't heard any news from that except, in, you know, except for that rumor. Right. right. And all of a sudden, they just stopped talking about it. Yeah, I'm wondering if Disney Plus, since that's dropping now, that they're going to say, okay, you know what, we'll give you your own little, you know, tab there on the menu. So. ABC, ESPN, or something like that, and if you want that content, click on there. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that is, because that'd be really cool if you could get, like, an ESPN streaming service. That way, you know, like, for us who doesn't have cable, you know, if we, I mean, we do have, yeah. like, a, we do get some ESPN channels, though, through, like, a, like, DirecTV streaming service we have, but, like, if we can get, like, that on its own streaming thing, you know, somehow like lump it in with Disney Plus, like that would be amazing. But uh, yeah, it'd be really nice. Yeah, yeah, it would be. So we'll see. We'll see what uh, the future holds for that. Oh uh, yeah, actually, know. actually, if that does happen, and able to get you know some type of live sports, especially the sports that I like to watch, mm-hmm. I could actually drop cable. Finally, drop cable. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. That's the only reason I'm holding on to it for my uh, 
Yeah. Well, my baseball, my college football. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, say I'm I'm a football, both college and NFL. Like that's my that that's my uh, my stuff. That's that's the stuff I love to watch. Um, so where the football goes, I go. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's just how it you know kind of is. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see um, what uh, what that holds. I can you know only hope. I I know you know ESPN is definitely king of college and NFL kind of spreads out their broadcast throughout like three or four different you know networks, networks. Yeah. so it's kind of hard fox is usually the hardest one to get but it's not that bad fox isn't bad because normally i can you know watch a game in the in the you know just casually in the you know around noon is when our you know first round of games come on and then i can tune over and watch my my cowboys play right that's my that's my uh one of my teams top two team right there so and they're usually on Fox, but anyways, um, speaking of football, Jeff, you're a St- you're a Steelers fan, right? No, actually, I'm a Redskins fan. That's right, you're a Redskins fan. I always I, see J- Jason is Jason. The, the Jason's fan. the one that lives out in Pittsburgh, and yeah, yeah, he, he's all things Pittsburgh. I'm all things. Redskins. I'm Redskins, Penguins, Yankees, and East, college East football. It's mainly West Virginia and Florida State, so. Ah, oh, see, college football. I th- I mean, it's. I don't think I have to say anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it's all A and M. Yeah. I was. Go- well, it should be. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trust me. You know, maroon blooded through and through. No one else. <laughs> yeah. So. And Texas A and M. I know we're getting off on a little side, oh, but no, Texas A and M. That's where uh, Jimbo Fisher went, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Okay. Yep, yep, we are. We are yeah. definitely drinking Jimbo's Kool Aid. We are very hyped hey. to have him. I drank I drank Jimbo's Kool Aid for many years. Yeah, being a Florida State fan, so yeah, he, yeah, he's a good coach. Yeah, we're we're hoping that he can bring because you know how tough the SEC West is with A and M, LSU, Alabama, Ole Miss, yeah, Mississippi State. I mean, it's just a brutal conference. Well, we tear each someone other has apart. to take down Alabama a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That that's what we're all hoping for. I mean, Georgia, they gave it a good shot in the championship and then of course Clemson. Oh man. You know, they they just it, that, that was, was the most unexpected. Beautiful. I mean, that it was nice as an SEC West fan. I mean, normally like when it gets to bowl games, I'm cheering for the SEC West, but you know, there was a part of me that was like, okay, like yes, I do want the SEC to win because that we're part of that other half of me was like you know what if we can't beat them i'm glad someone else could <laughs> right, <laughs> they, right those are the two parts uh to me so um you know those are always bittersweet watching bama go down like that i mean nick saban has and you know all yeah. of me trust me I, I don't think anyone's contesting that he's the best coach in college football but he he's been beatable the past yeah. three or four years like ohio state's beaten him in the playoffs you know in the championship we saw it again with um you know, Clemson for yeah. So I mean, it's it, I'm I'm not I'm not saying, but I'm saying like it's starting to he's starting to you know there's the teams are beatable. <laughs> Nonetheless, yeah, I think you he know, might, he might be thinking about I don't know. Yeah, but uh, I, I mean, mean, I don't want to say the word retirement, but no, yeah, I think he's eight. at least half a decade out from but, retirement. But yeah, but I've never been a big Alabama fan just because you know like. Like some of the reasons that some people don't like my Yankees because it seems like they're always there, they're always winning. Yeah. 
But, yeah. Um, I love Nick Saban. He was a great coach. I liked him back when he was coaching Michigan State. Mm. So he he's always been a good coach. And when he goes, there's going to be a big hole in oh college football gosh. because of that. Yeah, there is. There is. Um, it's going to be really interesting because – it's going to create like a, a power vacuum in this, unless if they were to get another save in Alabama, was it's going to it's going to create a, a power vacuum in the SEC West, which yeah. will be fun. It'll be really fun to see that, um, unless of A and M. You know, again, this is me drinking absolutely drinking the Jimbo Kool Aid. I think that by the time, because I'll be a freshman this year, but I think the time my senior year rolls around, I honestly think that A and M will be a powerhouse. Oh yeah, I think we'll be at least in the top two in the SEC West. Like, I, I, I really do think that. So, you know, yeah. watch out, <laughs> everyone. Yeah. And Jim, Jimbo's, I think Jimbo has, like, ice in his veins because, let's face it, he came in and at Florida State and he took over for a legend there yeah. and Bobby Bowden. Yeah. And I thought we were Florida. I was like, okay, I was preparing myself as a fan saying, okay, it's, this is our rebuilding year, couple years here, new coach coming in. But no, he came in right away and, you know, yeah. kept the winning going. But now with Willie Taggart at Florida State, yeah. now I'm like, okay, this is our rebuilding time. Taggart, Taggart's interesting because he was, uh, let's see, he was USF, I think, before he hopped over, right? And yeah, I knew he, he was USF. And then he's I, not a bad coach i mean he's had some he's had some good success but coming into a program like florida state That's if he tough. doesn't yeah i hate to say it but if he doesn't start producing i don't think they're gonna put up with it too much longer see it was kind of like that for us and kevin Sumlin. he did really well at houston before he came to uh a&m but he had like one or two big breakout years you know of course with johnny football i'm sure you remember that Oh yeah, Johnny Football, and then the signature win when we came in and beat Alabama on the road. You know when they were number one, undefeated. Um, and again, he had like one or two explosive years. We we just kind of cleaned up. You know, and, not cleaned up, but won some games we really sh- we shouldn't had no business winning. And yeah. I truly believe that it was probably because Johnny Football was well Johnny Football. Uh, <laughs> and. Right. Um, I mean, for crying out loud, I don't know if you remember this game just because this is like a really specific thing, but like the only reason why we beat Louisiana Tech of all teams was because Johnny Football just went off and like pretty much just was a monster the entire game. Like no one could stop him. He was was amazing. Yeah. I mean, even if if you didn't like him, even if you didn't like A&M, when he was on the team, you had to tune in just to see the stuff he would do. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he is. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Th- this is kind of funny because this is rebuilding time for West Virginia too. <laughs> I mean they they lost their head coach, which yeah. I was kind of happy about because I was not a big fan of Dana Holgerson at all. Yeah, but yeah, they got a new coach coming in, and he has a pretty good track record. Yes, it was it's with a lesser it was with a lesser university, and I forget. Darn, now I'm trying to think of the name of the college he came from. But he had good success there. He's a proven winner. But we also lost our quarterback. Will Greer's now in the NFL. Yeah. So we got he, – he has, he has his work cut out for him in 
training camp right now, and I would not want to be him. Yeah, I mean, West Virginia's had some really good offensive players. Like, I remember when Tavon Austin was at West Virginia. He's just such an explosive, fast. Well, he was a receiver, right? Yeah. That's what he played at, for West Virginia. He was a receiver. Yeah, I can remember if he was a yep. receiver running back for West Virginia. He's, I mean, he was just watching his highlight reel. I'm like, this guy like has NFL talent. And he does. He plays. I think he's still playing in the NFL. I haven't really kept up with him that much. Yeah, I'm um, not I'm not sure. But uh any but anyways, yeah, he is uh definitely a like just I mean, there are some definitely explosive players in West Virginia and I think that I, I hope, you know, I hope that West Virginia gets a team together that can beat Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> As well, a they, fan I have to say that. They they've beaten Texas last couple of years, so Yeah, just keep that. I'm pretty going. sure Texas is gonna be gun informed this this year when they come to Morgantown, so Yeah, yeah. And Oklahoma because you know they uh, have, oh they've my come God. so close so many times. Yeah. No, uh, but Oklahoma was a really good team, and they had Kyler Murray, and he's just you know an absolutely yeah. amazing. So you know they're they're to be fair, like you guys did have a you know some really with between Oklahoma and Texas, some pretty fair competition. I mean, Big Twelve is always. I don't mind watching Big Twelve. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. I know that there was a lot of drama surrounding the A and M exit to the SEC, and. You know, was it time maybe to, you know, change things around a bit? Yes, but, you know, it kind of blew up in everyone's face at the end there. We kind of left yeah. on a bad note. But, but I well, still, I still you know, I still like, you know, relatively like watching Big 12 football. It's fun. Yeah, I was, I was shocked because when West Virginia, when it was coming time to get, everyone was bailing out of the Big East because, let's face it, the Big East football conference was doomed. Yeah, everyone was jumping ship and decided. Yeah. ACC was way more powerful at that point, anyways. Yeah. what conference are we going to? And yeah, ACC. I thought for sure is where West Virginia was oh, going. Oh yeah, to it's way closer like, to where you guys are ge- geographically. Yeah, and I was like, awesome. That means no matter what division in the ACC they go in, there's a there's possibility that they'll be playing my other team, Florida State, every year. Yeah. And I would be able to go up to Morgantown to actually see them yeah. both. But, of course, they go to the Big 12, and I was like, the Big 12, really? If anything, it should have been the ACC or the Big 10. Yeah. Why are they going to the Big 12? All the other teams are Midwest. Way far west, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't. This doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's like you're going to like play all the Texas schools. You know, you got TCU, Baylor, Tech, and UT. And I'm pretty sure all the other schools, too, when West Virginia joined go said, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. I mean, now we're going to have to travel up north. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know. How do you think the Big 12 has treated y'all? Like, are you, Do you think as a school you guys are satisfied with uh, the Big 12? I, I guess they are. Um, I'm not sure if the their athletic department has looked into it and said, you know what, maybe we should try to, you know, if another conference is willing to – you know, right, us. Yeah, I mean, but the, the Big Twelve is like barely hanging in there as a Power Five conference. So like, yeah, you know, that that's kind of what you guys have to, you know, that's the thing. Like staying in a once you're in a Power Five conference, like, you know, it's it's it, it takes a lot to get you to leave a Power Five conference, no matter even if it's like a longer travel time. I mean, just think about um, like Hawaii, for example. Oh my goodness! Oh, like I, I, I mean, they're not in a Power Five conference. I don't think they're they're not in Pac-12. I think they're in the no, they're uh, in the the MAC. 
Is the Mac, yeah. Yeah, they're in the Mac. Um, but still, traveling to even, like, the West Coast to play, you know, like, Boise State. Just imagine going mm. all the way from Hawaii to Boise, Idaho. Like, oh, my gosh. That's, yeah, no, no thanks. And I, I will say I, I'm a huge Boise State fan. I think they have a really cool um, school and a really cool field with oh, the yeah. blue turf. So The Smurf turf. Yeah, the Smurf turf. That's uh. That's a really cool little uh, thing they got going on. So I'm always a, I'm always a Boise State, you know, supporter. I, I like a good underdog for sure. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I yeah, uh, Secretly, I think I was hoping for West Virginia and, to end up in the Big Ten because I would have loved to seen them have a chance to play in the Rose Bowl sometime. Yeah. But now, with the way they redid all the – the bowl system. Yeah. Yeah, there is a chance they could play there now, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the Big Ten, they have a really, usually, I mean, they usually have a, a very competitive conference between Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, um, Nebraska sometimes, Iowa is sometimes there. Like, they, they have, like, a good, like, six teams that oh, can be yeah. really competitive. Um, but... Yeah, I mean that that's another good. That's the conference that again that can easily threaten a top SEC team as much as anyone else can. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it's uh, always uh it's uh, I mean I love college football. I could talk about it forever. Uh, yep. Well, <laughs> oh, that, speaking of college, that was our college football tangent. There you go. <laughs> I, I have one more thing to add. You know that there's like an unofficial. It's not like an official like EA game, but there is a college football game coming out. This month, to consoles. Oh, really? And let me... I'm going to Google this, because it's like... It's a weird workaround how they're able to do this. Game 2019. Let's see. Yes, College Football Returns with Maximum Football 2019. And let me see... Yeah, let me... Okay, so Maximum Football... Yeah, I was going to say, they haven't had a decent college football game... Well, like, they haven't had any since like 2014 because of that stupid, yeah. because of that stupid uh, lawsuit, you know, where it, it was like, can we pay players? And then it was like, no, you can't. Now, now you can't use, you know, college players and anything. Right. And, but I think now, like, I think now they're trying to, you know, hack at it a little bit. So this is, and I, I will link this for any NCAA football fans. This this may be our uh, our sex coming of Christ here. <laughs> but uh, okay, so college football gaming is back with Doug Flutie's, and of course, you know Doug Flutie. We all know who Doug Flutie is. Oh wow! Um, so he's now, you know, how we have like you know Madden nineteen. Well, Flutie is getting in on the action, like little piece of the pie with Doug Flutie's Maximum Football twenty nineteen. Nice. As the Flutie's team, taking it over. Okay. Yeah. As the team has, well, I think Madden is still a separate entity, but yeah, Flutie's, Madden's yeah. for the NFL. Yeah. But Flutie's going to be it's our like, Madden. Look, yeah, it's going to be a call. Yeah, so Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2019 is releasing this September on Xbox One and PS4 and will feature College Dynasty Mode on video game consoles. Yeah, the first Dynasty Mode for college in six years. Oh, man. Wow. Let's see. It's been sick. Oh, my God. The College Dynasty mode will feature two league structures, 27 Canadian teams and 130 U.S. teams. Take control of your college football program and discover the next college legend. Okay. 
So it's kind of, you know, yeah. hyping it up. Um, I'm on their Twitter page now. They actually, he has a Twitter account for it. Yeah. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm in awe about this. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is one of, like, the key features of this game. Play as oh, Doug wow. Flutie. Throw a Hail Mary and rekindle Flutie magic. See, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I mean, no, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Um, uh, oh, I've always man. liked Doug Flutie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I played I'm, for a college I didn't really care for, but I actually I remember watching that Boston College Miami game live. Damn, what year was that? Was that 1984? Uh, was he, he just, Yeah, yeah, he was. 80. I mean, because as a being a Florida State fan. I never liked Miami. Miami was always the enemy. The Canes. Yeah, I was cheering so bad for Boston College, and we were all just sitting down there in you know, our family room in the basement. And I remember my my one uncle was over, and he had gone upstairs to get another beer. Uh huh. And all of a sudden when he was still up there, he heard all of us start yelling and screaming. And he came down and went, what the hell just happened? And I was like, <laughs> Boston College just won the game. That's what happened. Yeah. And he goes, ow. I was like, sit down and watch. I'm sure they're going to show it again. Yeah. So, yeah, that, but that that has to be one of the most famous highlights, in my opinion, in college football, at least in my history of college football. Just remember seeing that game, and oh my goodness! And I think if I remember right, at the time, my brother was a big Miami fan, and I think he was just a Miami fan because he knew I liked Florida State. Ah, uh, yeah. And when that game happened, oh my God, were we all over my brother? And he was like, he was like, yeah, yeah, a little five foot quarterback got lucky. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But uh jeez. I mean this this Doug Flutie's uh maximum football. I mean this looks really promising. Um yeah. something like, I'll be you keeping customize your own helmet? Yeah. Oh and, man. And just think like if someone in the community and cuz we even had this with like uh so for NCAA football 14, I don't know if you ever played that game. Um but for years after since like no games would come out there would actually be dedicated fans who would team up in like so like for like you know the 2016 or 2017 NCAA football season they would create their own roster ac- you know super accurate to every player their number their their skill you know rating and they would just update the roster so even though the game may have started getting a little bit dated graphically gameplay wise it right. was still playable cuz it was already a great game and you would be able to get the new roster for the season. So it's like you just got a refreshed, you know, version each year. But then, you know, I got an Xbox One. Don't have an Xbox 360 anymore. They never made it backwards compatible, so now you can't play. So you just kind of got stranded, you know, on NCAA football. And this is like the first taste of it I think we're going to get again. So this is definitely a, uh, you know, kudos to these guys. I Again, so we will link... Not only just Patreon page or Patreon uh, podcast <laughs> page, we will also link uh, this Twitter page. You can get to their website. You can check them out because this is some really, yeah. really for, um, 
it looks like there's going to be so much um, potential here. And it says, yeah, rule sets and field sizes for Canadian, U.S. Pro, and college football. So what this sounds like to me is, mm. like, we're going to have a rule set and field size for college football. We're going to lay down the foundation. And, like, if fans want to, they can probably create, you know, their own teams, which then can be uploaded onto a cloud and everyone else can download. So, yeah. like, the, the Clemson Fanatics can, you know, make their Clemson team and, you know, stuff like that. And then Make a dream team. Make a dream team or whatever. And then we can, like... <laughs> maybe download, you know, these, these teams and, like, literally have an NCAA football game with Dynasty mode with our own teams in it. So this has, I think, potential to be just a huge, 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 um, you know, success if, yeah. it, if it takes off. And I really hope. I want this thing to, you know, more than any other game, I think, this year, besides maybe um, Jedi Fallen Order, to really, yeah. you know, take off and do well. Like, I... I'm really buying into this game, but uh, yeah, we are. Uh, I will patiently await that one, and you know, whenever I'm able to get home and check it out. I don't know. Did they say how much it's going to cost? I have no idea, but I'm hopefully. Well, yeah, I know nowadays you can just go in the Xbox store, the PlayStation store, yeah, and download it. Buy it. You don't have to get the de- physical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. Right, I guess next month I'm gonna have to start checking out the PlayStation Store and keep my eye out for it. Yeah, for sure. So that is like okay, and yeah, that wraps up our college football talk. Now let's go to NFL. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I do actually want to briefly talk about the NFL. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it this season. Um, Jeff, are you gonna be following the Redskins? You think? Um. Yeah, but. It looks like they're not going to. I've seen so many articles out there saying that they are not. They don't think that uh, Dwayne Haskins Jr. is ready to play yet. And of course, that's the. In my opinion, he was the best available quarterback out of this past draft from Ohio State. Yeah. And. He, they don't think he's ready to start yet, but even though they got blown out in preseason, which I never pay attention to because oh, no. all, all preseason is is scrimmages. Yeah, preseason is – I mean, it's fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's cool yeah. to see, like, what you got, but, like, the score – like, don't even worry about the score, you know? Like, it's, right. it's totally – doesn't even matter. Yeah, even though they got blown out by the Browns, and, heck, the Browns actually look pretty good with – um. oh, now why am I blanking on his name? Are you talking about their their quarterback? Yeah. Um. Yeah, a guy from Oklahoma. Uh. Let's see. Yeah. Um. Jeez, jeez. It's not. It's not Trevor Knight. It's not Trevor Knight. I know that. Duh. I mean, that's obvious. But it's um. Jeez. Everyone's yelling at me. Yeah, and me too, because I could talk about him in his name, any other time before this. Um, other than this, I should say. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't. But he, he. I think has been looking good, hasn't he? I'll look yeah. at his name. Yeah. yeah. And. Anyway, anyone, everyone out there should know who we're talking about. Baker that. Mayfield, of course. Sports. Yes, Baker Mayfield. There you go. Yep, I can't believe I forgot his name. That's pretty I was just about to say, I think his first name starts with a B. Yeah, yeah. But Baker anyway, Mayfield, yeah, that'll be. Good, but I think Haskins had a couple. I was watching the highlights on YouTube, and Haskins had some pretty good-looking plays, especially when – our weak offensive line broke down and he had to take off running. At least I could say this about him. 
I don't think he's going to be another RG3 because Haskins knows how to slide. Yeah. He knows when to get down. He sees the first down line. He sees it. He slides. Yeah. So he's not going to take any unnecessary hits. Plus, he's a bigger boy than RG3 was. So Yeah. And, oh, man, RG3. We've talked about RG3 on this podcast before. It was so frustrating because he was so talented. But he just yes, couldn't he stay was. healthy. I mean, and he was just so brittle. I felt like, you know, you feel like you'd take a bad step in the pocket and he'd go down yeah. <clears throat> yeah. with an injury. I was you know? so excited when they drafted him. But oh man, every time he took off running, I was mm-hmm. nervous. I'm like, yeah. you just slide? Yeah. I'm like, you got the first down. And uh, You don't and, need to try to score every time. And I remember, too, because, you know, I, I, I'm first, like, I'm an Indianapolis, you know, through and through a fan i grew up in indianapolis grew up in the paid manning area area era so i was spoiled rotten with good football and you know just yeah. forever cemented my love and for the colts but uh um but that's the year that he left and went to the broncos and it was the colts and the redskins like the two worst teams and yeah. it was like okay like and the colts had number one pick and i remember just following it so closely because there was such a huge discussion around you know, oh, yeah. RG3, or, RG3. Yeah, or Andrew Luck. And I yep. was personally on Team Luck because I watched him at Stanford. I oh, thought yeah. he was a better all-around QB. You know, no offense. Like, I'm a little bit biased, of course, you know, because he still plays. Oh, no. I, actually, I wanted Luck, too. And, uh, and, I mean, they're both good quarterbacks, but I was like, okay. You know, there, there was a saying in Indianapolis. Everyone was saying, you know, just as a joke, we were saying, yep, we got to suck for Luck. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was kind of uh, that. That was the the hopes that you know that we would get luck, and he had a really good combine. He had you know really good everything. Of course he did because he's Andrew Luck. And then just the wave of relief and joy that swept over Indy when we heard him uh, get drafted. And, yeah. And you know, and, and Andrew Luck hasn't been completely healthy either. He's had some big issues, especially the past two oh, yeah. or three years. He had a like multiple issues he had like a lacerated kidney at one point like this man has been you know pretty well beat up but he came back draft was cursed that year oh yeah it was there was a lot of unhealthy play i think even no never mind that's that was a few years later when uh manzel and Clowney got drafted and both of them both had you know obviously issues and they were like the top anyways um yeah so Andrew Luck, I'm, I mean, we're, we're still, trust me, he's definitely our QB for the long haul. He just needs to stay healthy. Um, he's proved over multiple seasons that he is such a talented and smart uh, QB. We just got to build an offensive line and a team around him. We have good tools. You know, we have like T.Y. Hilton. We have um, Mac, our running back. I, I'm pretty sure he's sticking around this season. I hope he is because he's good. Like we have... A lot of good tools. We're slowly building up, and I'm really proud of the team. Like last year, we had a uh, a one and five start to the year. You know, everyone was like, "Oh no, like this is really gonna, this is really gonna put us in the hurt locker." You know, for the rest of the season. But they literally flipped a switch, and all of a sudden, we find ourselves in the divisional round of the playoffs. And uh, you know, I, I was just super proud that they turned it around, and it gave all of us, even though we did not have a good divisional round. I mean, but to be fair, you know, it was Patrick Mahomes at home. Like, there's only so much you can do. <laughs> right. Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. Probably, like, top three. Easy. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's only so much you can do. But, we, you know, but geez, uh, 
let's just carry that momentum, you know, just keep on, you know, building off of, you know, this great comeback season that we had that saw us, that saw us win the division and, um, you know, take us into the divisional round. Super proud of our guys um, for doing that. And I, I have like, I, I just want to, okay, let's just, let's just clinch the division. Let's have maybe a little bit more consistent, steady season. So that way we're not scrambling come week 10 when we're, you know, our, our playoff hopes are on a limb. Let's just, you know, consistently right. win games and, you know, just get back into the divisional round would be awesome. But um, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We're, we're going to have a good division this year. The Jaguars, of course, have built up a really good team the past few years. Texans are, as the past five years, have always been a good team. So, And the Titans even, too, have a uh, – they. I mean, with Marcus Mariota. Mariota. Oh, yeah. You know, they, 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 you can't sleep on them either because they will pull a fast one on you if you aren't paying attention. So, you know, yeah. but other than that, I feel good about our division. Yeah, I, I was going to say with this Haskins thing, yeah, I'm disappointed that his progress isn't coming as quick as they felt. But at least the Redskins are doing the right thing this time, I believe. Yeah. Because I think they started RG3 maybe – too soon. Okay. Starting him fresh, you know, rookie season. Yeah, get out there. Yeah, he did win the rookie of the year. But as we all found out, I'll admit it was probably a fluke season for him. Because who knows? Maybe he had so much adrenaline in him that that helped carry him through the year. But yeah, after his rookie year, he went downhill quick. But yeah. I think... This is the right thing to do. Yeah, Sid Haskins at the beginning of the year. Let him learn. I mean, let him learn. You got two veteran quarterbacks in front of him. Yes, they're not top-tier veteran quarterbacks, Keenum and McCoy, but they're still NFL quarterbacks that had years of experience. Yeah, yeah. Experience counts for a lot in the NFL, that's for sure. And you also have... You still have, um, oh, why am I blocking on his name now? Guy they got from KC. I talking about wait, Alex? No, 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 no. Yeah, Alex, oh, Alex Smith. Smith. Okay, yeah, you guys said Alex Smith. Okay. Yeah, and yes, he broke his leg. He's coming off injury. Who knows if he's going to be able to return because of his age? But you still have him on the roster. He's still on the team. He's still there to give guidance and wisdom. So. Let him learn behind these guys for maybe half a season. Maybe in the middle of the season you'll see that, hey, he's progressed enough that we can put him out there this week and see how he does because I don't think there's any danger of the Redskins making the playoffs this year. So this is a yeah. season to try that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you guys, you know, NFC East is always, you know, kind of a it, – it, it's an interesting division. Yeah, um, because the – Right now, I, I even think the Eagles are inconsistent. Yeah, the <clears throat> Eagles really have like I, I don't know what happened. Like they they won the Super Bowl and then they just and then they're like, like down. Yeah, and well, who knows? Because I think I think they're pulling a redskin with their their big quarterback because yeah, he's he's had a couple in, in, injuries now. Ah, uh, yeah. And they let him go out there and play on what a fractured ankle the one time. Oh, Frank, I don't, the Cowboys or not the Cowboys. The Eagles always seem to be throwing out injured quarterbacks. Like, do you remember um, what's his name McNabb? 
when he was playing for the Eagles. Yeah. He was playing on like torn muscles and stuff, and I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Why are like, you letting him do this? Yeah, the city of brotherly love really, uh, they're really earning their name on that one. <laughs> yeah. Don't I mean, do that to your quarterbacks. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles have <clears> always <throat> had, you know, very, I feel like they've always had like very talented quarterbacks. They've always had a oh, lot yeah. of talented players. They just, they got a couple of talented quarterbacks now and yeah. I don't know. It wasn't until recently where they finally put it all together for like a Super Bowl, you know, victory. Yeah. And they, and they won that Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. So against the Patriots, you know, that that made it even more beautiful for yeah, me. Yeah, it did. I mean, I rarely ever cheer for the Eagles, but when they play a team like the Patriots, yeah, <laughs> I think that year they became America's team. I think so. I think so. Everyone was like, "Oh, we'll cheer for the Eagles." Yeah, yeah. Um, the NFC East did band together in that game, I would say. But uh, and you know. We have a little bit of you know rivalry going on because I'm a Cowboys fan, you're a Redskins fan, so there, right. you know there's always some fun. So I always you know some fun rivalry going on, and I'm sure I may be texting you during a Cowboys Redskins game saying, "Oh, check out that touchdown" or something like that. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I uh, you know NFC East, it's it's a fun division, you know, and I've always been super yeah. grateful because um, I'm a huge Manning fan, and so it's really it's hard for me to to dislike the Giants. Because I'm an Eli Manning fan, no matter all, all the hate he gets. Hey, Eli Manning is like the only QB to beat yeah. Tom Brady, you know, twice in a Super Bowl. Exactly. So and that's one thing I was so confused about. Even though I was sitting back and I was laughing and enjoying the hell out of these um, post draft reaction videos that these giant fans were posting. Yeah. The Giants thought they that their team were was actually going to draft Dwayne Haskins Jr. Uh, <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, why? You have freaking Manning. Yeah, you have a Manning. You don't need a quarterback. Yeah. But they, some of these videos, these fans were off the rails upset. Well, and it's kind of crazy, too, because do you remember, was it, I think it was either this past season or the season before that, when, like when the coach benched Manning for the game, like New York exploded. They're like, um, "No, <laughs> you will not bench Manning." And like I think even like the GM was like, after the game said, "Yeah, no, I'm personally seeing to it that Manning, uh, that Manning's starting because it's, it's kind of crazy. Like they, they kind of they call for Manning's head, but when he actually gets benched, they're like, "Wait a minute, right? Like, no, like that's not okay." So, but um, yeah, I was just like, and then I'm thinking. What would Eli think if he sees these reaction videos of the fans going, "Dude, really?" Yeah. I'm 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 still here. Yeah, like yeah, and and to be fair, like Manning is not getting any younger. You right, know, his, he's his getting up there, but I don't think he's. Um, I think Tom Brady's closer to retirement. That Manning and so Big Ben is he? Manning is younger than Big Ben, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. So I mean, he's still yeah, got. Yeah. I say he's still got one or two, at least one or two, like good years left in him. They just need to figure out how to build that team around him again. So right. I, I could see one more run from. I hope there's one more run from the Manning, from Eli, from little little Manning. I really hope so. Yeah. Uh, you know, even as a Cowboys fan, I say that just because I'm a bit, you know, I'm a huge Manning fan. So. I mean. Yeah. yeah. It, it would it would be nice, but yeah, I. 
I, that just boggled my mind that I'm like, why are Giant fans so upset they didn't get the quarterback? Yeah. And I was wow. And then, of course, when a couple picks later when the Redskins got him, oh, my God, oh, I yeah. went back and watched some <laughs> more reaction videos from them. Same Giant fans. I was like, oh, well. Yeah. Now they're really upset. Yeah. But Man. I'm like, hey. We actually needed a quarterback, dude. Yeah. Our, Alex Smith broke his leg at towards the end of the last season. Yeah. We 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 were stupid and got rid of Kirk Cousins. We have Colt McCoy. He's not too shabby, but he's not. I don't think he's a quarterback that can go out there and win you a Super Bowl. Yeah. And we go out and pick up Case Keenum from the Vikings. And I'm like. Uh, I just don't know. But, hey, we, we need a quarterback, and they filled it. And right now, like I said, we have the luxury of... Because, like I said, I don't think this is... This is going to be maybe a... I think maybe a one one to two season rebuilding thing for them. Yeah. But they have the luxury of having Keenum and Colt McCoy there to play right now while Haskin learns. And speaking, that was another big controversy too, right? When he got drafted by the Redskins, people were like, some Redskins fans were like, Oh, they better not give him number seven. And I'm like thinking, <laughs> actually, I even thought as a red lifelong Redskins fan, even I even thought that Joe Theismann's number was retired. It's not yet. You see, even I thought it was. but It's not retired. And right when I heard it wasn't retired, I was like, then why not let the kid have it? Yeah. It's not retired. It's not the kid's fault. I mean, he's he wore number seven his whole high school and college. Yeah, if anything, he's paying tribute to uh, Theismann in that, a way. Even Haskins, before he didn't just come in and go, give me number seven. He actually called Joe Theismann. Oh, wow. And talked to him about it. And Theismann said, you know, yeah, go ahead. Because yeah. they didn't retire it. Yeah. So go ahead. So I was telling my fellow Redskins fans, I said, it'll be nice to see number seven back there out there in the field. Hopefully, though, not the same uh, ending as Joe Theismann had. No. <laughs> Hopefully yeah, I don't have to watch another one of those, um, those leg... Uh, motions <laughs> yeah his uh career ended a couple years premature yeah but uh yeah yeah the redskins are you know they're, they're a very historic team too yeah. you know they got a lot of good history people were saying that haskins should have shown respect and not asked for number seven out of respect i'm like no if it's not retired who cares if previous players have come in there and go oh i don't want number seven that was joe's number that yeah. was on them. That was on them. He called the man himself and asked him, "Yep, hey, do you think it would be okay? Because, yeah, come to think of it, I haven't seen number seven on the field since Theismann's been gone. Yeah. No. So, didn't? I mean, the Redskins picked up a few Super Bowls in the 80s, didn't they? They won. They won one with Doug Williams as quarterback against the Broncos. Yeah. They won one with... 
Mark Rippon against the Buffalo Bills, and that was early 90s. Okay, so that was early 90s. The one in, with the Broncos and against Miami were in the 80s. Yeah, because I remember, like, we have um, a set of, like, those uh, – it, it's, like, it documents, like, every year up to, like, 2006, like, the year before the Colts won the Super Bowl, of course, um, with Peyton Manning. But uh, there was a like, this documentary where, like, or several documentaries where it kind of, like, follows each team throughout their season and interviews the players. And, like, they kind of narrate how the season went. And I remember I was watching the Redskins one, and there's, like, this super iconic Redskins commercial. You may be thinking of it. Oh, I wish I could remember it. I don't know. I'll send it to you when, once, I, okay. once I find it. it, it uh, I'm, I mean, you've probably, probably watched it back in the day. Um, I just thought it was a great, hilarious commercial. I just don't remember what it uh, never, uh, never mind. Forget it. <laughs> Random thought there. But uh, yeah. just thinking back to the Super Bowl, you know, days. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think the Redskins, they'll probably be good in a few years. I think the NFC East, you know, will get really competitive again. I think the Cowboys, maybe I say this with too high hopes, but I think the Cowboys can definitely win the division this year if they have a solid year. If they have just as good as a year, if not better, as they did last year. Well, looking at... The other three teams in the division, I would say they're probably the favorites to win the division this year. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, and let's hope Jason Witten does well coming out of retirement. Yeah. that That's an interesting one. I don't know how that's going to work from a football player to commentator back to football player. I hope that uh, yeah, he's still got <clears throat> in him, but we'll see. Yeah, that kind of boggled me. Yeah, yeah, it's... I hope it works out. That's all I'm gonna say. I hope it. I hope it works out how it's how it should. So, we'll see. Uh, actually, I it wasn't the first round of preseason games this past few days. Yep, this yeah. past Thursday. Yeah. So, I'm definitely uh, ready for week one to start. But the good news is we got college football to you know get us started before then. Yep. But college football, I think, is what Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I think actually okay. So A and M, their first game is on um, the 29th, the Thursday, the 29th. You know, it's one of those weird Thursday games. Um, I'm just hoping that I don't because I may have a class Thursday afternoon, and I'm really hoping that the professor cancels class, <laughs> so that way we can do all the pregame, you know, festivity stuffs. Um, but I don't know if they will or not. We'll see. We'll see. You know, you can only hope. But, yeah, I think we open up against Texas State Thursday the 29th in the evening. Um, and that that's just that's just weird, you know, for, for us because we're used to having Saturday openers. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Thursday the 29th will be my first game as an A&M student. So that I'm really looking forward to that. You know, I'll be in the core cadets. So that's another good A&M tradition right there. Look, look for us on TV because I'm sure that we'll be – I'm sure a and will probably be get a game day for whenever we host Alabama. Um, right. So look look for the core cadets then, and who knows? Maybe you'll see me. I don't know. <laughs> no idea. But uh, here you go. I was just checking out. Well, the first one I typed in was Florida State's schedule for this year. Yeah. They open on the 31st. Okay, so that's Saturday. 7 p.m. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be like a national televised game. It's at a neutral site in Jacksonville. Oh, wow. And, well, 
let's face it, after you hear their opponent, it's basically a Florida State home game. Who is it? Boise State. Oh, yep, yep. Jeez. I know. That's not wow. much of a neutral site. A neutral site that would be like meeting not. in like Jerry World or something in Texas. Yep. Like, that's not really. Yeah, that's that, interesting. That's why I said that's weird. That is weird. But there are. Oh, aren't, wow. There's always like a few like they you know they kind of hype them up as like big week one games that are neutral sites. Yeah. I think Alabama plays in a neutral site for like their first game they have in the past. And going to West Virginia here. Let me see. If their first game's at a neutral site or not. I wouldn't think West Virginia would open up with a conference game, would they? No, they they rarely do. Yeah. They will be playing James Madison. And it will be in Morgantown. Is uh, is James Madison, is that, what state are they in? Are they, uh, are they, um, are they Virginia team? I believe so, yeah. Okay. That it, Saturday the 31st at 2 p.m. Oh, so I will have two games to watch that day. There you go. And I will be watching probably just random games here and there. Well, they got they have to go to Oklahoma this year. That's right cuz they did play Oklahoma at home last year. And Texas I think is in Morgantown this year. Yes okay. it is. Oh my god, and it's their homecoming game. Wow. That's oh, going to be big. Goodness. Have you seen A&M's schedule? No. Let me list i think i think it's safe to say and i will like argue this or debate it with anyone we have the hardest schedule in the nation this year like without a doubt because 2019 football schedule okay so our first away game is at clemson oh jesus okay (laughs) and then a few weeks later we play we host alabama and then after that, we play back-to-back, back-to-back games, are both on the road, we go to Georgia, we were at Georgia, and then right after that, we're at LSU. Yeah, I'm looking at the schedule right now. Holy crap. I think we, by far, we, we play Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and LSU. Not to mention, we also have Old Miss and Mississippi State, you know. To think yeah. about as well, and even Arkansas has given us issues in the past. In <laughs> Auburn, you can't even forget about all. I think we have the hardest schedule in the nation this year. Yeah, I mean that is a killer schedule. Well, especially opening on the road at Clemson. You know, our first road game. Oh my yeah. gosh, you know that that, and then Alabama, and then back to back. Georgia, LSU, I mean, that is tough. Yeah, oh, they're back-to-back road games, too. Yeah, yeah. Huh. But if we can win out of, like, between Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and LSU, if we can win even, like, two of those games, I would be very, very happy if we can win two. One, I would understand if we won one, and I'd be actually kind of disappointed if we didn't win any, because A&M can usually pull out a big one, one or two big ones a year at least. So right. <clears throat> I'm really hoping that uh, you know we're able to give those teams a run for their money, at least in all the games, if we don't win them. Well, so. I, you guys, I think have the best shot now at you know starting to beat Oklahoma here, as long as you have Jimbo Fisher. Everyone forgets he 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 came from the Nick Saban school. 
Yeah. He he's he came up under Nick Nick Saban, so. Yeah, it's gonna be. I can tell you that like Aggieland, everyone in College Station, and you know all the students, all my friends, they are all really um, looking forward to the Alabama game. That's like that's our big home game this year, because Clemson, Georgia, and South Carolina are all on the road. So the one really big game we get is Alabama. And we have big games. Like, we're hosting Auburn, and we're hosting um, Mississippi State and South Carolina. Like, those are big, you know, conference games. But, you yep. know, obviously Alabama is the uh, going to be the, the highlight. So, big uh, big games up ahead. And then we play our – does uh, West Virginia have any neutral site games? Not that I saw, no. Okay, so we always, each year, us in Arkansas meet at a neutral site. We always play in uh, the, the Cowboy Stadium, Jerry World in Arlington. Okay. So, and, and I'll be going to that game as well for the core, so that's awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. I get to spend that weekend up in Dallas and get to, you know, march into the game and everything, so that'll be fun. Or march for the parade, I mean, so. Right. Um, looking forward to that, but, yeah, it's going to be a good year of football, I think. That's kind of yeah. what this episode turned into. <laughs> Usually West Virginia will <clears throat> have a neutral site game because I think their neutral site game last year was in FedEx Field in D.C. Well, okay. in Virginia or Maryland or wherever the Redskins Stadium is. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that was their neutral site game. They played Virginia Tech. So, but, yeah, they're – now, see, that's what I miss – the most is all West Virginia's traditional big rivalries are no longer because they don't play them anymore. Oh yeah, you're telling me. I mean, just they they don't play pit anymore. That yeah. was our backyard brawl. Yeah, they don't play Virginia Tech anymore. It and I'm like, when you switch conferences and do that, it just destroys the old the old traditions. Rivalries. Yeah, it does. I mean, you can imagine. How what it felt like breaking off from the A and M and U T game, yeah. Or the, we we call them T U here and and at Texas A and M they're not the University of Texas. A and M came first, <laughs> so right. they, they're they're just Texas University <laughs> to us. They 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 don't get that of uh, status where the O yeah. is. But uh, but yeah, I mean A and M and uh, Texas. You know, you can. I mean, that's probably the biggest Southern rivalry that existed for a long time. Um, and you know, it's just it got, it, it's gone now because we joined the SEC. You know, TU stayed in the Big Twelve, and pretty much out of spite for each other, they said, "Nope, we're not. We're not gonna make the room in our schedules to uh, play each other." So it just the only way we're gonna meet probably in the next decade is if we were to play each other in a bowl game or in playoffs. Yep. That would be the only way. But if we somehow met in the playoffs, oh, the stakes of that game would be pretty high, <laughs> Yeah, I would say. But uh, we'll see what uh, what the future brings um, for us. And, yeah, I'd say recently we've developed a bigger rivalry against LSU. That's probably been our biggest, you know, especially after that seven overtime win last oh, year. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, I don't remember if you said you watched that or not. Um, yeah, I did. And, you know, I was there at that game. I, that was uh, that was a game for the ages. I mean, I think it was the longest game in SEC history. I think, like, tied yeah. for the longest in NCAA. So 
we were in the stadium for a while. I mean, it was it was a long game, but yeah, I, I remember. Uh, I think speaking about robberies, I think if you want to give West Virginia one now, uh-huh. I would say it's Texas. Yeah. Because the last couple of seasons, especially when Will Greer was there, apparently, because me and my dad were watching the one game together, I think it was last year's game together, where West Virginia scored that last second touchdown and two-point conversion to win the game. Instead of going for the tie, they went for the win, and they got penalized on because there were still like 30-some seconds left in the game after that touchdown. Yeah. And they got an unsportsmanlike penalty, which me and my dad were irate about because they weren't – I was asking my dad, I'm like, since when is throwing a gesture to the fans in the stands a penalty? Because yeah. unsportsmanlike is when you're doing it to the, another player on the field. Yeah. And – all the West Virginia was doing was taking the horns and turning them down. Oh, which A&M does all the time. And I'm like, yeah. since when's that a penalty? I yeah. said, they're celebrating with each other. Yes, Will Greer, when he scored that two-point conversion, he ran over to the front row of the stands and gave the horns down to a fan in, his, in their face. But still, that's a, player, a young player's emotions, and he wasn't doing it to a player on the team. And I'm just like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But that's why I think they have the rivalry right now because of all the horns down thing. Oh, and yeah. I guarantee, even though Will Greer is not there, I, I, I'm hoping West Virginia throws some horns down this year. Please do. Do it for up in Morgan, Up in Morgantown. And if they don't get any flags thrown on them, thrown on them for that in Morgantown, then I'll be convinced. I'm like the only reason they were throwing those penalties because it was in Texas. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I mean, A&M used to do that all the time. I mean, horns down is a classic, you know, A&M yeah. symbol. And and then you you or TU, would, uh, they they you know how we have like the gigum with the thumbs up is kind of right. like one of our they, like they would they would do a thumbs down on us and so yeah. and there was never any flags thrown for that. So that's it kind was, of ridiculous that they would throw. No, flags. I don't think it's any. It's no. It's not a malicious. Or Mal- yeah, malicious. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's just it's fun. It's yeah, exactly. Be competitive. Yep. And yeah, that that is absolutely ridiculous. They throw a flag for a horns down sign. Oh my! Especially if it wasn't to another player. Like if it wasn't in anyone's face, it was just like right. a general like thing. Like yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, they there's no they were actually standing in a West Virginia players were actually standing in a huddle with themselves doing it, and they were throwing flags on them. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Let the kids celebrate. Exactly. Exactly. But that's just, I mean, I see it, I see different because I remember back when Michael Vick was playing for Virginia Tech. And I was at a West Virginia, Virginia Tech game when Michael Vick was on the team. And I think it was a game that West Virginia ended up winning, but there was a, Touchdown right before halftime, Michael Vick took off and ran a long touchdown in. And as he was running off the field for halftime, they had a run past the West Virginia student section. 
and I'm sorry, but when you're running past the student section and you're the visiting team, yeah, you're going to hear some expletives come out of that student section towards you. Yeah. And when you're true. Michael Vick, their quote star, you're going to hear even more. Yeah. And apparently, Michael Vick, for some reason, didn't, couldn't just like keep running and ignore it. He stopped and he was giving the fan, some students the finger and yelling back at them. Yeah. Uh. And I was telling my dad, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a real good professional football player someday. If he can't let that stuff slide off his back, because that's stuff he's going to hear all the time. I said, he's, I said, that's really bad. I mean, well, and we all know what happened to Mike Vick. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he didn't exactly have a great um, career. A great career, and he didn't exactly, wasn't the cleanest uh, no, player. He, you know. he didn't. Endear himself to any dog lovers, I know uh, that. Yeah, he kind of landed himself in prison for a few years. So yeah. if that if that doesn't uh, speak to his character, then you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. When I tell stories to some people like that, especially some people that were Michael Vick fans, they're like, "Oh wow, I never knew he was like." That. I'm like, "Yeah, he was yeah. not. He was very dirty on the field." I've heard stories about other, especially in college, like. If there was a fumble, you know, he would. Right. Oh, just the stuff he would do. But hey, that was in the past. But yeah. Yep. So good old, and I don't. I don't think he's. I know he had like a brief run in the NFL after he came out of prison, but. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he if, went to the Eagles. Still, yeah, and I don't know whatever happened to him after that. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's an analyst now. And if he is, I forget what network he works for. Maybe yeah. he works for the NFL Network. Maybe uh, NFL. I don't even get NFL Network anymore. But uh, yeah, neither I was, do I. Was, I, so. I was you know, with NFL. Like it was cool to watch and it was great. You know, like in between, you know, games. But like on Sundays, like show a game. Like you guys never. Whenever I was watching it, they never actually showed a game. I was like, yeah. I, it's like you just like showed a scoreboard. I'm like, well, I can go get a scoreboard on my phone on ESPN. Like. You know, show us a game or something, and they never did. So that was always a bit disappointing. But I guess just the way the contracts work, they uh, they couldn't really do that. Right. So. See ya. Yeah, and and this is the kind of show you get, folks, when there is no Star Wars news to talk about. <laughs> you get well, and, yeah, and football season's right around the corner. Our, our last show for a while could be until November, actually, until you hear from us again. But, yeah, our last show's our football preview show. Hey, uh, that is okay. <laughs> and then whenever I come back on here in a few weeks, we'll have, like, our update number one football show. And then <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just slowly we'll just slowly convert we, to a football podcast this fall. Yeah, we might just have to change our category <clears throat> there on Podbean, the yes, sports. The sports, yeah. But uh, I, I, I think there's, you know, and I'm definitely going to be into it as much as I can, you know, because I'm going to be busy this fall anyways but i'll still you know keep up with it but i think it'll be we could get a good you know half star wars half football you know show going on this fall if that's gonna be able to work out but yeah. uh with that guys uh let us know who your teams are both college and nfl i'm curious to see who uh who the kanto cast listeners are are supporting in the yeah, football that's, world that's if you're in the sports yeah. i know there are some people you know movie fans star wars fans that aren't in the sports but yeah i know quite a few that are 
Yeah. But yeah. So, but yeah, if you guys are uh, yeah football fans, we would love to uh, you know exchange some banter on Twitter or wherever you guys want to do it. Um, yeah. And we, uh, yeah. Not a football fan. Let us know what sport you're into, because yeah, I'm, I'm also a big baseball and hockey fan. So there you go. There you go. I uh, I, I do follow a little bit of baseball. Cubs fan. That's about it. And you know, Formula One for me. If if any right. uh, if any of you race fans are out there. Um, but uh, with that, guys, we will leave you with that. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is going to be our last episode for a while. I'm afraid to say we don't know exactly when our next one's coming out. But we're hoping at least one episode a month, at least. Um, and we will try to figure it out when we can. But in the meantime, guys, we leave you with this last episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for all the support so far. Uh, Jeff and I have had a lot of fun recording these episodes and uh, interacting with you guys. And we're definitely glad to, uh, to have you guys on and um, have you guys involved in the community. So with that, guys, we wish you a great rest of August, a great fall. May your sports teams, no matter what sport or what team you support, may they have good fortune. And until next time, guys, I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And may the force be with you. Always. Give the evacuation code signal. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Life is about passions. Thank you for sharing ours. This has been the CantoCast. May, may the, the force be with you. you. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.